Hey church, man, I'm so glad that you tuned in. It is always an honor and a privilege and I never take it for granted. Welcome to Live Church. We are live. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome home. We create this entire experience with you in mind and we want you to feel at ease and at home. And we're very down-to-earth people. Uh, just because we're in church, we're not a serious bunch. We love Jesus seriously, but we love one another unconditionally. So welcome home. And I see you in the chat. And uh, uh, I am excited to bring this word to you. We're continuing our series on freedom. If you're with me right now, put it in the chat. Freedom. Yeah. Our hosts are already putting it in, so that's wonderful. Yeah. Like uh, Michelle said, we are going to talk about chains and choices. I want to ask you, I know last week Priya talked about uh, Prison Break. That show was also my wife, Pastor M's favorite show. And uh, I'm sorry to say, but we were kind of binge-watching. I wasn't. I was just support binge-watching her watch Prison Break. But if you haven't watched Prison Break yet, guess what? Uh, you might want to mute me for a few seconds because I'm going to spoil it. You know what happens in prison break? The guy breaks out. After six seasons, he breaks out and then they brought the reboot. Guess what happens? He breaks out. Like, why, bro? Like, why would you want to waste your time? Even the title says prison break. So you know what's going to happen. How many times do you have to break out of prison it sounds silly but you know what as christians we got to be alert because you know why the enemy is always trying to lock us up in prison but however god because of his grace and mercy and kindness he prison breaks us out and so i don't know what kind of life you've been living or maybe you've been in and out you know checking in checking out voluntarily checking yourself into prison or not but i believe today wants to god wants to bring a new level of breakthrough prison break in your life today amen the enemy is walking around trying to capture you he's the bible says he's roaring he's, he's walking around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour he's walking around like a lion he's not a lion he's like a lion without teeth so what are you afraid of today why are you so afraid of the enemy are you afraid that he's gonna gum you to death we don't need to be afraid of the enemy because Jesus defeated him on the cross. Amen. When Jesus died on the cross, shed his blood, he broke the, the, the power of death. He broke the power uh, of, of hell and of the grave. When Jesus rose again victorious, he gave us that authority. And we can call upon him and he will not only save us, but he will give us his power through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Because Jesus paid the high price to redeem you. To set you free his precious blood is the freedom that we received for our soul because of what he has done he has given us a new nature so today I want to be in Acts chapter 12 we will have the verses up in just a moment but in this Acts chapter 12 we see there's a prison break going on there was an evil king King Herod he be torturing the Christians He'd be killing Christians, putting Christians in prison. And so Peter, Pastor Peter, is in prison, chained up, beaten. In a low point, you could say. But there's a prison break that takes place. Are you ready? Let's go to verse 4 from Acts chapter 12. Verse 4, 
goes like this. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. That, so that's 16 guards. Now, can you explain to me why would a pastor need 16 guards? They didn't set 16 guards for murderers and rapists and other evil people. Like pastors are not that violent. Like usually people look at me and be like, oh, you're so gentle and kind. Usually pass, but for Pastor Peter, there's 16 guards set. What can we see from that? There's power. The word of God has power. People of God have power. The enemy trembles at the people of God. The enemy is afraid of you. And that's what we see right here. 16 guards for one preacher. This is just a glimpse of how threatening the word of God is to the enemy. You are powerful. When you receive Christ as your Savior, when you receive the Holy Spirit's empowerment, you are powerful. And the enemy is shaking. There's so much attack going on against Christianity, even in today's world. And you talk about Jesus, talk about the, uh, the Bible, the world opposes you, the world attacks you. And I wonder why. Could it be because Jesus is the resurrection and the life? Because Jesus is the true God. Now, I'm not here to offend you if you're from a different religion, but continue checking out this Christianity. Continue getting to know Jesus and He will reveal Himself to you. And that's what's amazing about being a Christ follower because we're not serving a dead God or a dead philosopher. Even people that oppose Christ wrote about Him, proved His existence. In the first century, there were so many writings of, of, of proving of Christ from his own enemies the po the power that is in the in the precious blood of Jesus the enemy knows how much power there is in that because the the blood of Jesus breaks every chain amen it may look impossible but i want to tell you that our god is out of stock on impossible drop an amen in the chat right now the truth of god sets us free verse 5 but while peter was in prison the church prayed very earnestly for him. Who's praying for you? The church prayed for, for Peter. Who's, who's got your back? Oh, Pastor Deshaun, listen. I don't need nobody. I'm an island. I'm independent. I do my own thing. I don't need to go to church. Church is full of hypocrites. Well, to that, I would say, well, welcome home. There's room for you too. Give it a moment, Elsinkin. You'll fit right in. If you want to bear fruit, if you want to have a life that is flourishing, you need to be planted, not potted. You need to be planted and rooted in a church community because there, there's relationship. God wants you to live this life with relationship, healthy relationship. The problem is we allow unhealthy, toxic relationship to destroy us. But the church is there to pray for you and to pray you through stuff. Who's got your back? At Next Level Church, we want to see you flourish. We want you to step into your purpose. We want you to move. And we want God to move through you. And we want to see what God is doing through you into other people's lives. Because you matter. You have a purpose. You need people in your corner. Who's in your corner? Because some days, you won't feel like praying. And if I can be honest with you, some days... When I go really through difficult hardships, sometimes I don't feel like praying. Any honest people out there? 
I don't have strength to pray for myself. But you know what? I have a loving church. I have a loving church community that prays for me. And I'm so grateful for a church like that. Because those prayers energizes me. When my spirit is down, when I'm feeling discouraged, my brothers and sisters and my sons and daughters in our church community, as they are praying, it energizes me to keep moving forward. This is the difference between people who fall down, break their hearts and die, and those who fall down, break their hearts and get up stronger. And prison break. Ask yourself, who's got you? Who's got your back? And yes, you don't need the church to get saved, but you need the church to stay saved. And in this church, I can guarantee you, our team, our, our church family will accept you with, with an unconditional love. They will pray for you and, and you don't have to clean up before you show up. You know, some places you have to look good. I know some of our members are going to a bridal shower today and they have to be all in pastel colors and they have to be all pish posh and, you know, look all fancy and fly. You don't have to do that when you come to church. Oh, I be eavesdropping in some conversation. I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. Don't worry. You don't have to clean up. You can come just as you are. You know why? Because that's how Jesus accepted us. And we want to extend that same invitation to you. We will love you. We will pray for you. And we will give you an opportunity so that we can build this beautiful church together. Amen? And not only that, along the way, you will get free. You will have prison breaks after prison breaks. One, one, one breakthrough after another as you build a life together with us. And as you build this church, God will set you free even more. So that's why you need to commit to a church. Stop resisting it and start serving in your church. That's where you will get healed and you will get delivered. And so it's easy to join our team. You just contact us and uh, within a, sh a short evening, you can get to know a little bit more about us, what we believe. And by the end of the evening, you will know God, you will find freedom, you will discover your purpose and you will make a difference. So from a random visitor to... Uh, a valuable member within one zoom call so do you have time to find your purpose we have time to talk to you so connect with us what's better than finding a purpose anyways okay we're back after the commercial let's go verse six to nine let me read it quickly for you i got lots of shares so pastor emma is not in the studio today so she's not going to be telling me time up time up. love you babe <laughs> verse i'm talking to my wife okay i'm not don't all right verse six the night before Peter was to be placed on trial. He was asleep, fastened with two chains. Wow, Pastor Peter chained up physically. Fastened with two chains. And not the rapid two chains either. Between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Verse 7. Suddenly, see, this is what God does. He Sometimes he just shows up suddenly. Suddenly. Turn to your neighbor and say, suddenly. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell. I love it when God shows up without any indication, any hints. He's just like, bam! And an angel of the Lord, an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him. What do you do? It's an uppercut to the gut. Uppercut to the gut. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrists. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put on your Jordans or your sandals. And he did. Now put on your Canada goose coat. Put on your coat if you don't. 
the uh, the socially responsible Canada goose coke and follow me the angel ordered hey we like to have fun verse 9 so Peter left the cell following the angel but all the time he thought he was it was a vision he's a Peter's like I don't smoke but I wonder what I smoked last night because I'm seeing visions sorry please forgive me that was not appropriate he <laughs> told you my wife is not in the house today he didn't realize it we accept everybody Peter wasn't perfect either he'd be cutting off people's ears so hey there's grace for everybody he didn't realize it was actually happening verse 10 they passed the first and second guard posts and came to the iron gate leading to the city and this opened for them all by itself amen maybe the reason why you cannot get your life to the next level could be number one write this down you are trying to open doors that only God can open for you you're forcing you're trying you're sweating you're kicking it but maybe there are some doors that only God can open for you I want to talk to somebody today who needs a healing I want to talk to somebody today who needs a breakthrough I want to talk to somebody today who feel like their blessings are delayed maybe you got to let God bust open that door for you instead of you trying and stressing I want to talk to somebody today who's looking for that godly relationship or that business opportunity maybe you're trying to open doors that only God can open for you there's just some things that you cannot do on your own I don't care how many degrees and experience and if Bob's your uncle it doesn't matter there are some doors in this life that, that that will only open if God only opens it for you yeah verse 10 second part so they passed through and started walking down the street and then the angel suddenly left him as suddenly he came suddenly he left verse 11 Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. See, Peter's situation was hopeless. It looks really bad. He was on death row records and Suge Knight was trying to kill him. Apostle James was just murdered. Now Peter's on trial the next day and the verdict is most likely going to be death, guilty, sentenced to execution, not 30 years from now, but tomorrow. Right there where he is, tomorrow he could be executed most likely. It looked hopeless. It looked like there was no way of escape. His family couldn't see him. His friends couldn't see him. He couldn't hug anybody. He couldn't get any any physical comfort only shred of hope he had was that his church was praying for him hallelujah who's got your back it looked like he was doomed to die but God it, it looked like there was no hope for a better future but God it looked like this is the terminal this is it but God Maybe that's you today. Maybe that's you feeling hopeless and helpless and you feel stuck. And, and I've come from all the way from Ajax to our studio in Markham to tell you, but God, your life is not over. God is turning that, that sentence period into a comma in Jesus' name. Amen? But God, I don't know what the doctors told you, but we have a great 
higher physician. But God, God is going to bust open the prison door that you're in. Drop an amen right now. Yes. I don't care if, you, if it looks like your relationship is falling apart or it feels like you never find the right person or your marriage is breaking down. But God, it's not over until God says it's over. I don't care if you've been addicted for years and you've been failing for years. But God, place a fresh trust on Jesus today and welcome the Holy Spirit who will empower you because God has a different plan for you you know God has a different plan for you than the than the plans that you had that failed God had better God has better plans for you what if God has better plans for you for the rest of the year than what you planned for yourself what if this year starting today is going to be a turning point Come on, declare with me right now. This is going to be my best year yet. Come on. We're talking about your life. Why don't you take authority? Maybe overcome some shyness. I had to. Come on, declare it. I don't care where you are. Just say, this is going to be my best year yet in Jesus' name. Because my God is out of stock on impossible. When you look at a, a, a when you go fishing, there's a bait, there's a hook then you capture it that's what the enemy does just like our toxic patterns in our lives link by link bad decisions by bad decisions. but how, where do the bad decisions come from from bad choices some of us have chains you mean we may not be in a, in a physical prison but the enemy loves to make you rehearse your pain he loves for you to dwell on your past hurts and so he brings choices and out of those choices you got to make decisions but sometimes we're stuck in the past so we make decisions out of pain we make choices out of pain the enemy lies to you and he says hey you know you've been hurt you know you've gone through so much you've been abused you've been you know taken advantage of just 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 get over get just you got to get through it so it's okay do that thing with that person just just you know you're hurting or right, everybody does it and he brings all these assumptions and all these these thoughts and link by link bait and hook and catch link by link a chain is formed and the chain starts to wrap around you limiting your mobility limiting your movement little by little we don't realize it that's toxic relationship that you can't let go is a link hurts and the pain that happened and and we didn't even realize that it was putting a evil link that hook is building a chain on us you want to worship God and you want to lift your hands but you you feel like you can't because so many links turn into chains could it be that you've been chained you've been hooked up and hooked on some of us are in prison and we don't even know it and you hear me preaching today and about the goodness of God and the power of God and the deliverance of God and then you're like oh how come God is only blessing others and he's not blessing me and then and then your heart is a little bitter is a little jealous you're like how come they deserve it more than me and but you didn't realize the reason why is because you're still chained up God doesn't show favoritism but we limit what we receive and how we operate because of the chains that we've allowed either consciously or, or subconsciously 
you might be saved but you might still be chained up you might still be in prison you might still be walking in in bondage and strongholds you might be saved but struggling with addictions and, and maybe hidden sins for many years but today I came to declare to you that it's prison break time in Jesus name amen I came to declare that God is getting ready to bust open some prison doors for you today amen because once the enemy has you all chained up and wrapped up he can pull you any direction and you can try to reach for something he can pull you back because he's chained you up and that's why we keep continuing in the toxic patterns maybe it's familiarity maybe we don't know any other way maybe it's because we've given the control over to the enemy you think you have a choice but he's already wrapped you up he just pulls you so the enemy comes to you with choices even during church time many of you are I'm grateful that you've tuned into online church, but I'm wondering how many other things that you're doing. I'm not judging. I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying how many other messages or how many other things we've gotten ourselves distracted to. And I feel guilty even like last week we were worshiping live and instead of worshiping and lifting my hands, I'm like taking videos. I'm told, I put on my story, you know. And then I'm like, man, I, I missed this worship moment. I'm like, I came all the way, I got front row seats to worship really close, you know. We missed the moment. There, there's probably something God wanted. I mean, I'm, I, we love it when you put stories up and all of that. That's wonderful. But don't miss the moment. Don't miss what God is doing. Because the enemy is always trying to tempt us, distract us, instead of focusing on the Word of God. When you try to evangelize to your friends, when you try to reach out to your friends, you want to. But then this fear and doubt and anxiety is like, and the enemy's lies, you're not good enough. Like, what do you have to offer? Like, who are you to go tell them? I struggled with that for a long time. I didn't even want to be a pastor. I'm like, God, I got all these brokenness and all this hurt and all this pain and all these weakness. How can I be a pastor? I don't even want to be a pastor. I even signed up to go to school of ministry in the 90s. And I'm like, ah, I can't do it. I don't, I'm not worthy. The enemy comes to lie. And then God had to corner me. And still I try to get out of it because I was believing the, the lies of the enemy. See, if the enemy came to you and said, dude, I'm going to chain you up, okay? You're going to be like, get, get out of here. Get out of here in Jesus' name. So the enemy doesn't come to you, uh, uh, you know, and say, I'm just going to put these chains on you. I'm going to limit your freedom. I'm going to limit your career. I'm going to limit your progress. I'm going to limit your ministry. I'm going to, you know, give you all these uh, issues, trust issues, and you'll be like, get out of here. Enemy will come and tell you, you know, when your dad walked out on you, you know, uh, uh, I, put, I put a link on you. I bound you. When, when they abused you, I bound you. When that relationship got broken, I bound you. Out of that pain that you went through, went through and, and all those foolishness that you did, I bound you. The, the enemy never comes at us with chains, but he comes at us with choices. The enemy comes promising freedom, but it's really bondage and disguise so if he came to you with chains you will cast him out but he's so sneaky he comes to you with subtle suggestions oh just stay up and watch this fight you can go to church late or you can tune into online church I don't I'm sorry I don't get why we miss online church it's online you just have to press a button and you're at church so I have a hard time pray for me Accepting, oh, I'm sorry, I missed church today. Uh, I'm like, bro, just, you're on your phone anyways. 
But the enemy comes with subtle, oh, I'll catch up later. No. And, and then the enemy starts to question, place questions, and those questions turn into doubts, and, and we start to doubt God. He comes to you, the enemy comes to you with one link called choice. If we were to add up everything that you've been choosing, what would it show? Oh, it's not hurting anybody. I'm just doing my thing. No, you're hurting the heart of God because He's placed His hope in you. He's given you the privilege and the gift of time and opportunities. So you start doubting God as you give into these links and these choices and you're full of fear. And before you know it, link, link, link equals chains. And now we're in bondage, we're in prison. Write this down. You make your choices, then your choices make you. You make your choices, then your choices make you. Today's choices become tomorrow's chains. Today's choices become tomorrow's chains. See, this is important that we talk about this. I'm not interested in doing some cute, cute pre series and preaching and have a cute church. I'm here to talk about your future. Your future is at stake. It's not too late to reverse it because of God. And we serve a God who is all-powerful. He is a chain breaker. He can set you free from anger. He can set you free from greed. He can set you free from pride. He can set you free from lust. Amen? He can reverse it when you stop rehearsing it. God can restore your health. God can restore your marriage. He can redeem. He can open prison doors. He's a miracle-working God. Let's go to James chapter 5, verse 16. Verse chapter, James chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Point number two, write this down. When you confess your sins to God, you're forgiven. When you confess your sins to God, you're forgiven. When you confess your sins to others, you are freed. Now use your wisdom also, you know, just don't go randomly to anybody, but confess your sins to another Christian, mature Christian, so that you can be freed. You confess to God, you are forgiven. You confess to another mature Christian, you are freed. Because that's the thing, we, we like to struggle in darkness, but in darkness, bacteria, uh, uh, it, it grows. Bring it to the light. What's kept in the dark will, ki will kill you. But what's brought to the light, you will find healing and breakthrough. When we stay in the dark, we stay in prison. But as soon as we get around mature Christians, you can really be real and say, I'm tired. I'm fed up. I'm tired. I need help. I'm, I'm sick, sick of pretending. I need to come into accountability. I want to go to the next level in my life. I can't do this marriage. I can't raise these kids. It's too difficult. I can't, I'm not able to find able to date in a godly way would somebody help me and when you open up like that to another mature Christian you will find healing you will find freedom Proverbs 13 20 it says walk with the wise and become wise associate with fools and get in trouble that's self-explanatory. Prayer will bring God's light into the darkness. So here, the church was praying for Peter. Peter got delivered. The presence of power of God showed up. Something miraculous happened. But what, what I have a hard time 
What I'm struggling with is, is why, why did the angel punch him? Like Peter is worried probably about tomorrow. He's dehydrated. He's sad. You know, it's, he's discouraged. He's beaten up by the guards. He's malnourished, mistreated, probably crying himself to sleep. And God's response to Peter suffering is he comes and punches him. Like, do you get that? I don't. Why would God would, would come and punch him? Like when I'm going through stuff, I want God to come to me and comfort me and give me a bubble tea, no tapioca, rainbow jelly, and maybe a nice fluffy pastry and say, son, it's going to be okay. That's what I expect from God. But I discovered in my life that when when I need a breakthrough in my life, I don't. it's not a hug that I need from God. When I am down, it's not a hug that I need from God. I need, a, a, I need God to slap the silly out of me. How many of us have limited our lives because we allowed silly into our lives? I need God to come and slap the, punch the silly out of me. Some of us are strong-willed, aka stubborn and prideful. And what, what we need is God to move us out of our comfort zones. Slap the silly out of us. We need God to give us a love punch. Bam! That love punch will alter our life. I don't know if this is okay to say, but my dad gave me a nice love discipline. Let's put it that way. When I was maybe like five years old, and I never messed with my dad after that. I was really bad up until then. And then my dad had a nice loving discipline with me. And I will leave that to your imagination. I cannot say that on broadcast right now. But after that, I took my dad seriously. So sometimes God will have, he disciplines those he loves. And some of us are really stubborn and prideful. And we're not flexible with God's plans. But that's part of the process of getting us out of prison. Because God knows a love tap ain't going to do it. It's not enough. To get you uncomfortable to move, you need a, a love punch. Okay, I'm talking about spiritual concepts here. Don't go punching people because Pastor D said that. He knows, God knows that some of us, our faith has fallen asleep. We need spiritual CPR. We need to be revived. When you get too comfortable in your life, God will allow something suddenly to happen, to shake you, to rock your world. Maybe a job loss, bam, that's your love punch. A, a sudden end of a relationship, bam. Maybe some money problems, maybe your car breaks down. A sickness, bam. Something suddenly God allowed to awaken us up, to shake us, to get us into position to get out of prison. Amen. So we got to be careful when these love punches happen. We shouldn't blame God or run to God or run away from God but we need to run to God is God waking our faith up so what are you doing sitting in prison God is saying to you today I've created with the I created you with a plan I created you with purpose I created you with power what are you doing sitting getting comfortable in prison because God is calling you as a deliverer God is calling you as a Moses God is calling you as a Joshua as an Esther as a Ruth what are you doing making yourself comfortable in prison?
sudden thing that happened in your life? It's for you to run to God. And many times the first signs of freedom don't feel comfortable, just like withdrawal symptoms. That's why people don't get free. They get free and then they're like, oh, this is weird. This is unfamiliar. Let me go back to and having all these symptoms. And people go back. But we don't get free until the pain of staying in prison is greater than the pain of getting free. Imagine how much pain Peter must have felt. And then the angel of the Lord punches him so hard that it woke him up. Like some of you, you, you can snore and sleep and you can, some people slept through tsunamis and earthquakes. And here, the angel punches him so hard, he wakes up. When God is trying to get our attention, we say, God, just let me sleep a little bit more. And we try to shoo away God. But God created us to be free. God created us not to live in prison. So God will do everything that he can to get you back to freedom. Even if at first it hurts, we got to wake up before it's too late. I'm going to jump to verse 8. So after this love punch, the angel told him, verse 8, get dressed and put on your sandals. And he did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So in order, in other words, the angel is saying, Peter, get ready. You're about to run. Right now, I declare in the name of Jesus, the prison doors in your life are about to open. In Jesus' name, you are about to run. The rest of 2021, come on, in faith, get ready. Put on your running shoes. You're about to run. Maybe up until now, you were crawling and crying, but now you're, it's your time to stand up and run. God is going to step into your life in a new way and step into uh, your prison door and break it open to step you into your freedom, into your future. I believe it for me. Do you believe it for you? Because I cannot believe it for you. You can be like, that's cute, Pastor Deshaun. Keep going. When is this going to be done? I have reservation at Red Lobster. Well, guess what? It, it closed down. You're like, oh, wow, you got your alert. Angel says, put on your... I'm kidding. Put on your coat and follow me, Angel says. See, freedom is all about following Jesus. Stop following the, the customs and the cultures of the world and expecting God to prison break you. Build your life on unshakable truth. You might be thinking, okay, I want to believe Pastor Deshaun, but I don't have that much faith. Well, let me prove something to you. Verse 9. So Peter left the cell following the angel. Verse 9. But all the time he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. Peter didn't have amazing faith. I'm here to tell you that you might feel like you don't have enough faith, but you know what? You have a church that prays for you. You have a church that will pray you through. You don't need to have enough faith for you. The church will pray you through. And that's why it's important to be plugged in. Verse 12. When he realized this, he went to the home of Mary where many were gathered for prayer. Verse 13. He knocked at the door and the servant girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that instead of opening the door, she ran back inside and told everyone, Peter is standing at the door. And they responded saying, girl, you're tripping. You're out of your mind. When she insisted, they, de they decided, okay, must be an angel then. Meanwhile, Peter continued knocking. When they finally opened the door and saw him, they were amazed. Verse 17, he mentioned for them 
to quiet down and told them how the Lord had led him out of prison. Peter is at the door of the house where his church is praying for him. Peter is knocking. They are praying. Rhoda, she comes and tells that he's here, but the people that are praying, they, are, they don't believe her. Peter is still knocking. Hey guys, hey, I'm here. God did a miracle. Prison break me out. Thank you for praying. I need some water. Hey, I, I'm dehydrated. The guards punch me. The angel punch me. Do you have a band-aid or something? Guys, open the door. What they didn't realize is that they are praying. They are interceding. But God had already answered and given them the miracle. They are praying. They're interceding. But God had already done the miracle. Could it be that there are things in your life that you've been praying and crying and waiting and, and, and believing for in your life and you're praying, God, please help me. God, please do something in my life. And God says, I've already done it. I've already answered it. The miracle is in motion. Now be still and know that I am God. Just stand still. I will fight for you. The miracle is already in the motion. It's on its way. Come on now. Today is your breakthrough miracle is on his way it's coming to you and many times we give up just before it shows up many times we lose heart before the breakthrough happens when you feel the battle is intense it's it's because the enemy knows that you're so close to your breakthrough so i don't know what you're going through today but god wanted me to tell you don't give up don't quit your breakthrough is right there you're about to turn the corner and you might feel like i can't take this anymore I don't feel like going to church. Well, you better get yourself to church. You better get plugged in because the enemy knows how powerful you are, especially when you plug into a church and you are so close to going to your next level. So don't give up. I've come to declare, as I land this plane, I've come to declare that this is your breakthrough month. Amen. This is your breakthrough year in Jesus' name. That, that the repetitive toxic parents are not going to continue. As you pray, as you intercede, as you have a church praying for you, these evil plans of the enemy will be broken and you will flourish. You will break through. This is your moment. This is your time. So don't delay. The miracle has already take, taken place. Receive it in faith. Your prayer has already been answered. Freedom is here. Believe it. Because when you believe it, you can receive it. Receive it in Jesus' name. God is working out a miracle behind the scenes. So don't turn back now. The job you need, there's a phone call coming. Amen? If that's you, put an amen in the chat. That godly relationship that you're looking for, that you feel like God is delaying and He's taking forever, God is doing something behind the scenes. Drop an amen right now. The healing in your body, God is doing something behind the scenes for you God is working it out that breakthrough you need that freedom that 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 deliverance from addiction and, and, and demonic attacks God is setting you free in Jesus name from the time God releases it to the time you receive it that's the moment your faith grows the most so maybe you feel stretched guess what God is stretching you so that you can receive the greatness that he has for you and your faith is getting stronger and just be, because a, a miracle is delayed doesn't mean you've been denied. Declare and receive it by faith today. Even now today, 
Generational curses are being broken. If you would reach out to Jesus, today you're getting out of prison. Because you cannot be who you used to be and who you're going to be at the same time. You got to make a decision. You got to decide, is today going to be my turning point or not? Are you going to go all in with God? Or are you going to be comfortable in the world? Because you cannot live on the fence anymore. You've had the time. But now it's decision time. Make the right decision today. Take authority in Jesus' name. Challenge yourself. Make a decision that you cannot go back on. Because God wants to break those chains. Amen. Today's the day of your freedom. I'm going to pray in a minute. If you would say, Pastor Deshaun, there's an area of my life that I'm in prison. And I need God to open the prison doors. If, if you need a miracle, if you need a breakthrough, I'm going to pray. But I don't want to pray alone. I want you to pray with me. And I want you to pray with boldness. See, the angel said, quick. See, there's a short window. There was no time for, for Peter to ask questions to the angel. Can you give me a walkthrough, detailed plan of how we're going to prison break up? No. Angel says, quick. In other words, stop trying to figure out what, what only God can do. Just trust him. Angel said, quick. We ain't got time to think. We ain't, we ain't got time to play games. God is on the move. So if you're ready, put on your Jordans. Are we going to pray together? If you're able to stand together with me, let's stand. And if that's you, yes, following God can be a little uncomfortable. If that's you, I want you to lift up your hands if you can. If you're driving, I understand. But other than that, lift up your hands. It's a sign of surrender. And, and we're not going to let the enemy steal this moment from us. My hands are up. I need breakthrough. I need God to do certain things in my life. I need God to show me something. So come on. Let's put away our pride and our greed and our self-consciousness. Oh, people are watching. I, it doesn't matter. We're talking about your future. So all across this room and all across online, let's lift our hands to Jesus. He is our deliverer. Thank you, Lord. So I'm going to start by shouting out a few things and I want you to agree with me and you can add on things that you're going through, that your family is going through, your friends are going through and we're going to shout a whole bunch of uh, uh, powerful statements just de de declaring what we need breakthrough from and we're going to shout it out. You ready? So I'm going to start and then you can just jump in there and let's pray together. Yeah, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we arrest every demonic attacks, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come against greed. Break greed. Come on, pray with me. Whatever the struggle is, whatever uh, you're going through, just come on. In the name of Jesus, we, we remove the power of loneliness, of, of, of low self-esteem. We break that power in Jesus' name. We come against poverty. We come against small thinking. We come against lust in Jesus name we come against pornography in Jesus name we come against uh, irrespons irresponsible behavior in Jesus name we come against uh, addictions of all sorts alcohol addictions be broken in Jesus name drug addictions be broken in Jesus name 
and 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 and, and uh, Ouija board and other occultic entertainment. Father, we repent if we've participated in any of those things. We ask, Lord, that you would deliver us. Come on now. What else? What else? What else? Father, we come against broken relationships. Father, we come against uh, broken marriages. We come against fighting within siblings. We ego and pride. We break it in Jesus' name. We come against jealousy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, what else? Yes, anxiety, depression. We break all of that power in the mighty name of Jesus. Worry, stress, fear, uh, mental illness. Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare supernatural healing right now for our minds. Being rude to our parents, being disobedient children. Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit. Yes, God. We come against doubts. We come against laziness. Spirit of laziness be broken in Jesus' name. Come on, what other prisons are we in? Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, God, God, deliver us from consumer mentality, God. Father, let us lay our lives to service to you, God. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Come on. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and help you right now. Holy Spirit, we give you permission. Father, forgive us for trying to do this life on our own and trying to overcome our sin problem with our willpower. God, we know that, that that's not... That's not that's not wise that's not something that's going to last but God we welcome the Holy Spirit power right now come and fill us if you can't put your hand on your head and say Holy Spirit fill me anew refresh me Holy Spirit empower me Holy Spirit give me wisdom Lord help me to put on my shoes put on my coat and and get ready for the miracle you're about to do yes God I want my life to be fruitful I want to prosper I want to flourish. I want to be the head. I want to be a lender. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that our lives will shine the glory of Jesus. That we would not have to tell people we're Christians. But through the way we love one another, through the way we lay down our lives and serve God, that our lives will speak louder than our words. So Heavenly Father, we give ourselves to you. Be glorified, Jesus. Father, we pray we come to the next level in our freedom. In faith, we receive the freedom. In faith, we will act upon your promises, knowing that you will come through for us. Give us wisdom to avoid temptation. Father, give us wisdom to avoid mistakes. Help us not to waste our time. Help us to be wise investors in all that you've given us. Help us to be faithful stewards. Father, cover us by your precious blood. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to welcome Jesus into your heart, that's the best decision you could ever do. And so I'm going to lead you in a quick prayer because God is waiting for your permission. So if that's you, if you want to rededicate your life to Christ or if first time you want to welcome Jesus, put your hand on your heart and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you are God. That you died for my sins. Wash me by your blood. I am yours. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Let my life never be the same. Ever again. 
prison break me now in Jesus name amen 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 can we give a clap to Jesus yeah let's worship God together